there's no incentive for the voters to want to throw anybody out. Yeah. So they want to want to make some adjustments. We we need a good school choice program in Texas. It's crime. Thirty three states have them. Uh, we do not, uh, and so we need we need to keep that moving. I expect Abbott may do that before the next session. I think the national politics might be driving. I, I think there was a ten, maybe in the last election cycle, it seemed like there was more voters that were leaning a little, not a lot, but leaning, which was surprising for me to see. But I think with the national politics and, you know, with with, with Biden doing the things that he's doing, particularly, particularly to the state of Texas mm-hmm. with the border, I think, you know, he's all but secured, hopefully, you know, the ability of Republicans to stay in majority in Texas and we can keep getting things done. But, um, yeah, it, the dynamic is changing so much. You know, I, I, I used to be able to handicap things, you know, and, you know, I spent 30 years lobbying and, and you know, used to be able to, to figure out who could do what and which people would be on the same, you know, in common ground and, you know, how to work with those folks. It has gotten increasingly difficult, almost in some cases impossible to really determine some of those things now. Uh, it's a very difficult thing to do to get anything passed. It's outside of the priorities, you know. It's just you can't get their attention, and um, there's just everybody's looking for a way to get at another person. You know, a lot of a lot of vindictiveness, and um, just just not productive. Yes, it's it, it is not. I think we. I mean, we know that uh, uh, outside of what's going on on our border, three hundred people move to Texas every day from other states. Uh, one of the things that I think that we may not be feeling like the rest of the country, I th- although I think we are feeling inflation, we are feeling increases in cost of living, and I think that will be involved in the primary, that, that that will become a priority like it hasn't been before because the Texas economy is so strong, you know, we're in better shape than most everybody else. But we're still seeing, you know, the price of eggs is still nuts, the price of gas is still high. The whole housing market is is uh, a mess, and I think people nobody's blaming Abbott for that. Yeah. Everybody's blaming ba- Biden for that, and that's right. Yeah. You know that that the contrast with all of the drama of of former President Trump, the contrast. It's no question that things were better under Trump oh, than they are under Biden. We've got this economic mess. We're in, involved in wars. You know. Uh, that uh, we weren't having to deal with before, the, what's going on in the streets. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that there's any uh, imminent threat. I mean, we as Republicans are so blessed by our enemies, the Democrats. And the only relevant question in politics is compared to what? <laughs> so even when I get so frustrated with Republicans going, well, go, why are you doing this? This, this is, this is a, a crazy thing. Why are you doing this? But uh, it's it it never tops the stuff that they come they come up with. No, uh, and there's a lot of game playing, and um, it it uh, almost uh, a sport in some ways mm-hmm. to uh, some of my Democratic friends. You know, I've I've been working with these folks for for years, and um, 
and and they know my stance. You know, I mean, I, I don't play those games. I, um, you know, when I work, I'm professional. I go up there and I try to do my job and I do the best that I can, you know, and, my, and everybody does. But uh, increasingly, you're brought into some of these games and you have to find ways to stay out of it because it's not it's 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 between them. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. Uh, I'm hoping um, that this election cycle will clear out a lot of, you know, maybe uh, a lot of the folks that that have kind of a chip on their shoulder from a couple of couple of elections back and and seem to want to go to the House and, you know, make good on their on their threat, so to speak. And um, I'm hoping that maybe in this this next uh, primary season, you know, we 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 come back in the next, you know, regular or if we have another special, I don't know, um, before the next regular session. But the next regular session and we get focused and just and get as productive as we possibly can, because it's you know, there's some issues that I've worked on for seems like four sessions in a row and there's no good reason why they don't move forward other than the fact that everything stops. And this, I was looking at the date of when I thought everything stopped this last regular session and it was April 10th. (laughs) (laughs) Does that date sound familiar? And uh, April 10th is, you know, this was when it was the school finance issue and it just stopped and nothing from that point forward really, really moved very quickly. You know, then we ended the session Then we were in specials and we got some stuff done, but nobody was looking at really any other issues. Um, So what do you uh, just what do you think at the end of this cycle? How do you think that it 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 looks coming out of this this next election cycle in Texas um, in state state houses? Um, Do you think that we that there's a correction um, or do you think that we. Do you think it leaves us with some, you know, some scars that will that are that'll be long lasting? I think you know to kind of uh, wrap up from your sitting of the setting of the table. I think, uh, as I said, Abbott is doing a great job on the border. I believe the property tax reforms that we made, the compression and the hundred thousand dollar homestead exemption, right. that is something that people will feel. That is powerful. Another thing that I think is powerful is the passage of SB 17, the anti-DEI law on uh, university campuses. And the reason why I think that that will continue to move and that that was important was because what we saw from the three Ivy League presidents. And if we brought in the presidents of University of Texas and A&M, we might have gotten similar answers. So... (laughs) Uh, Which is disturbing. That really. wouldn't have been that obtuse. So I think we we had a good session, and going into the uh, uh, primaries, it's it's hard to know. But I think uh, I think the Republicans will gain some House seats. Uh, I the the Senate will probably be about the same. About the same. I think new people coming in. I think I don't think uh, Colin Allred or Roland Gutierrez will lower. Let, no. They won't. They won't uh, lay a glove on Ted Cruz. Uh, so I, I don't see much happening in Texas that isn't positive. And I think when when you're now the seventh economy in the country, seventh biggest economy in the world. Let me say that better: the seventh largest economy in the world. 
the, you know, number one state for moves, the number one state for businesses. I just read a story the other day that Dallas has now got more financial workers. The five big new banks moved to Dallas, Chase and Morgan Stanley. I mean, it's become a financial center. There's no incentive for the voters to want to throw anybody out. Yeah. So they want to want to make some adjustments. We we need a good school choice program in Texas. It's crime. Thirty three states have them. Uh, we do not, uh, and so we need we need to keep that moving. I expect Abbott may do that before the next session. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah. you know why not? You know, yeah. if you know once once we've got uh, the election out of the way, you know why not? And we should. And I'm I'm surprised. I don't understand the the argument being made about not having it doesn't make any doesn't really make any sense to me. You know, I'm a I live in an area where, you know, I we have a good public school. But if if I wanted to, I mean, for me, if I had wanted the choice of if I had a child that needed some kind of other um, maybe alternative type school that gave them more individual care versus big, a big public school. I mean, there are kids are different. And so there, sh- there just should be options. I don't I don't understand why that doesn't make sense. And and I guess one of the things that um, I, when I was talking with Mandy about it is. Uh, the whole argument that it's going to hurt public schools because there's going to be less money. I mean, you know what? It just it's it's a competitive thing. You know, if if they want to be competitive, it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a problem. And there's not going to be a mass exodus of children going to private schools. That's not what it's about. Um, so uh, hopefully that message will get across. I know. The biggest issue is really kind of the teachers' unions pushing on on that against it, and I mean for them, I would think it would be a positive issue. I mean for them, I don't know why they're pushing against it, except for that their their leadership is telling them to. So, um, yeah, hopefully that'll get done before the next regular session. Yeah, I'm I'm just optimistic. I've been optimistic about 2024, and I don't know why. I mean things are seem seem pretty fractious and and. Uh, Boy, Biden has made such a mess. But yeah. it's like a healing crisis. I mean, it's hard to imagine how it could get any worse. Well, the worse the worse he does, the the better Texas looks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The better Dan, uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick looks. The better you know Governor Abbott looks. It's um, so his his Bidenomics is uh, is a favor to us and uh, <laughs> every other state like us. You, you'll appreciate this. Even on, on all kinds of issues that you don't see, I interviewed a rabbi after the war, and he, he's a New Yorker, and he's transplanted himself to Texas. And But his family, of course, is all liberals back in New York. And so they were discussing, you know, that some were afraid to put out a menorah during the holidays and, and just kind of what yeah. that community has gone through. And uh, Rabbi Dan said, well, you know, it's it's not so bad in Texas. And his sister snapped, well, you've got this conservative policies. He said, yeah, but no jihad. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just another thing. I mean, you know, we've we've certainly had protests at all of our campuses here, but. Yeah, but you know, nothing like nothing like in the, in states where you would think that wouldn't happen. You would think yeah. they're uh, allegedly more tolerant. Than right. Texas, Texas is. I, I think you know, and I used to travel all over the country when I used to work for a, 
a, corp, a, a pharmaceutical manufacturer was my first, one of my first after the Medical Association pharmaceutical manufacturer. And I was, for 10 years, I traveled all over the United States lobbying you know, members, got a real good feel for how people think about Texas and Texans and, and all that. And it's amazing to me just how much animus there is about Texans. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, have you ever been down here? You know, you don't have the kind of problems that you have, you know, some in the Northeast and in California and other places. I mean, here people are get along, you know. I don't know why we have that impression, um, but that is the impression definitely around the United States. And it was kind of nice to go out there and sort of represent <laughs> Texas. <laughs> and and it's all of us, too. TT, TPPF did some uh, folks groups around the state a couple of years ago, and we wanted to know uh, – how people think of themselves as Texans and who thinks who thinks they're Texans. And we talked to African Americans, we talked to Hispanics, talked to groups in you know North Texas, South Texas. People across the board identify as being Texan. Yeah, you know, black people do, uh, Hispanic people do, Native American people do. That's that. This is you know who they are and part of part of their. It's part of their tradition and, and their worldview, and and uh, it's it's a great place. We're just blessed. I love it, and I'll tell you something. Just a quick story. Back in I think it was 2000, uh, 2008 or two thousand ten, I did a poll. So I've always, you know, tried to um, when 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 representing Hispanics, you know, mm-hmm. say, look, you know, Hispanics in general are conservative. Conservative. I grew up in a conservative household. It, it's kind of the old conservative household. Where are you from? San Antonio. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. So my dad's a den- was a dentist there for forty something years, and he was conservative. I remember he'd always say, "Well, don't tell anybody." You know, when you go outside, you know, just because uh, it, it was a very democratic city, and uh, but he was conservative because of uh, not anything other than faith and family and country. So patriotism and family values and his faith. And so that's how I grew up. Well, it's changed a little um, over the years, but what I'm really happy to see is Hispanics moving towards the Republican Party um, because of those issues. And it's it's incredibly important to them and to get out of that loop of feeling like the government's going to do everything for you because the government doesn't do everything for you. Uh, matter of fact, they they keep you on a short leash, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm glad to see that the numbers are great. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the election cycle, and I've been talking about it for a long, long time. And I did a poll actually when Perry was it was a, I think it was his primary. We did a poll, and at the time we found out that the majority of Hispanics in Tex in Texas saw themselves as conservative. And the reason was because of, you know, patriotism and all the things that you know, we talked about. And um, it even got a little write up in Dallas Morning News. And then um, cool. And but then it finally, uh, you know, but nobody really paid attention to it back then because nobody was really thinking that that was going to be a possibility. And so I'm really glad to see that that's moving in that direction. Um, so we I tell you what, this has been great. And I I appreciate you coming. I hope uh, I can pull up front here and and have another one with you later uh, later in the election cycle and see what you think then. <laughs> I would love that. 
Thanks for joining us on this episode of Statehouse. You can find this podcast anywhere you find your podcast today. If you like our program and you want to see more, please subscribe, like it, share it with others. If you've got a comment, leave us a comment. Anything that makes us better, we appreciate. And we really appreciate if you like it to give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.